0: Get ready, we're turning it up. Get ready, get ready, we're turning it up. I already know what it is. Gotta know what time it is, huh? We're gonna be world champs. Good morning, champs. Welcome into the Pigskin Champs Fantasy Football Podcast. I am your host Derek Bordeaux. And you can find me on Twitter at pigskin underscore drock. This is a solo show this morning. Got uh, got my cup of coffee. Kids are in daycare, and um, you know we're going to talk about some football today, man. Because that's what we do on this podcast. We talk about talk about football. <laughs> Um, professional intro here. All right. So we've got uh, all but one game played so far in week three. And all right. So we're going to jump straight into it. I've got the first game, the Washington football team losing to the Buffalo Bills, 43-21. to Josh Allen here, the star in this game, 300, 358 passing yards, four touchdowns, four carries, nine yards, and a touchdown. This is a Josh Allen that, uh, was the quarterback one last year. So here he is super, super exciting to see this, this, this game from him against a really good defense too, or a defense that we thought was good. I don't know what happened, uh, to this defense, but they gave up 43 points. Josh Allen had his way with this team and, uh, you love to see it. You love to see a top tier quarterback have a solid matchup against, have a solid game against a tough, a uh, a good defense. So Taylor Heineke on the other side, 212 yards and two touchdowns. He also had two picks. He did have a rushing touchdown as well. This guy is, is, is surprising, man. I mean, 212 yards. He did have 23 fantasy points. So it's a solid day, man. And it's against a tough defense. So Heineke is definitely not what they had last season. At the quarterback position so you know you're going to see a lot of I, I don't expect Terry McLaurin's value to go down and even in this game you know I know McLaurin only had four catches for 62 yards didn't get in the end zone but I mean the offense is still as as, as good as it probably would have been with Ryan Fitzpatrick so that's my biggest takeaway from the Washington side is that I mean they're still good man Uh, Antonio Gibson, uh, you know, I talked about him as my sit of the week last week, and if he didn't have a 73-yard receiving touchdown, he probably would have, he probably would have been a, I probably would have hit on that call, but, uh, you know, he had 12 carries, 31 yards, no touchdown on the ground. Like I said, he had that 73-yard touchdown through the air, which, you know, you can't really, uh, he hit, man, 17 fantasy points, so... Got to give it to him. J.D. McKissick, three carries, 23 yards, two catches for 15 yards. Not as involved as I kind of thought they would be. I thought they would be trailing in this game, and I was right. And I thought McKissick would get more run. But uh, Gibson only had two targets. And, I mean, they're not targeting the running backs. So that's my that's another thing to kind of look at here is uh, if Gibson didn't get a 73-yard touchdown, he'd probably busted on the week. Zach Moss, thirteen carries, sixty yards, had a receiving touchdown. Played pretty well. Uh, Eleven carries for Devin Singletary, twenty-six yards, didn't score. So uh, you know it's going to be back and forth all year long, and you can't really have these guys in your starting lineup. Uh, you can't you can't do it to yourself. Don't just don't do it to yourself. Zach Moss and Devin Singletary. You're never going to predict as far as the receiving weapons for the Buffalo Bills. Emmanuel Sanders, five catches. Ninety-four yards, two touchdowns. Cole Beasley, eleven catches on thirteen targets, ninety-eight yards. He didn't score, but those two guys definitely outplayed Stefan Diggs. Six catches, sixty-two yards for Stefan Diggs. I mean, all the all the pass catching options, man. That's three solid receiving options in this offense. I mean, Cole Beasley might be a guy you can absolutely stream, especially coming up on bye weeks, man. Emmanuel Sanders is playing really well. Um Cole Beasley and, and uh Stephon Diggs are definitely the guys leading the room in targets, man. Stefan Diggs, the, the production's gonna come, man. Um he didn't score a touchdown on this one. I'm not worried about Stefan Diggs. He only had 12 fantasy points this week, so don't worry. And then Emmanuel Sanders, he could be a guy if he's not picked, if he's not rostered in your league, you need to pick him up. You need to pick him up. We'll talk about more of that uh on tomorrow's uh, you know, waiver show, but he's absolutely a guy that could be usable. Um if you look at at the tight end position I talked about yesterday on the Sunday <clears throat> sorry on Saturday because I I posted that episode a day earlier this week. Dawson Knox had four catches, 49 yards, and a touchdown. He was def, he was a guy that I was talking about as a solid streaming option for this week. And he produced, man. He produced this week and give gave me some more confidence in that pick. So I will absolutely be recommending him on tomorrow's show. And Dawson Knox has a great matchup this week. So Logan Thomas, four catches, four targets, 42 yards and a touchdown. He did have a fumble, which kind of, you know, brought down his day a little bit. But, you know, not really worried about Logan Thomas. He's a tight end position sucks overall. So he's definitely a streaming candidate. He's going to be he's a guy that going to be that can be utilized. Uh, You know, he's he's been pretty steady. Twelve points week one, nine points week two, eleven points week three. He gets the Atlanta Falcons this week, so or in week four, so it could be could be solid, man. I would keep rolling with Logan Thomas. Not a whole lot of drop candidates on this team. Uh besides uh Gabe Davis. He's just a guy that he's just not on the field enough, man. He had one target. And you know, he goosed last week. So I'm just I'm not ready for Gabe Davis yet. I don't think the Buffalo Bills want him to be on the field a whole lot, man. I mean, Sanders, Beasley, and Diggs are just—they're they're dominating the targets in this offense. So, keep rolling with those guys. D- uh, Gabe Davis is a guy that I would be willing to drop. All right, let's move on to the Cleveland Browns defeating the Chicago Bears twenty-six to six. Baker Mayfield in this game two hundred forty-six yards and a touchdown. Uh, added four carries for thirty-one yards. He was solid. Uh, nothing too crazy. He was just solid. Uh, Justin Fields had a terrible, terrible first first game. Six for 20, 68 yards, no touchdowns, no picks, three carries for 12 yards. This is not the Justin Fields that we're going to see moving forward. I think it's going to take him a couple weeks. Cleveland's a really good defense, and they're on the road. So it's a tough matchup, tough situation, and I think better days are ahead for Justin Fields. So if you're a Justin Fields manager, hang tight. All right, moving on to the running game here, uh, Nick Chubb. 22 carries 84 yards he's still the dominant uh ball carrier in this offense but kareem hunt steals the show 10 carries 81 yards and a touchdown added six catches for 74 yards had a really nice touchdown run kareem hunt was a uh a flex player uh this week and you know a guy that you could easily plug in as a flex player and he he produced man he produced uh, on the other side, David Montgomery, ten carries, thirty-four yards, didn't get into the end zone. He only had four targets, two catches for twenty-one yards, and he was the only running back that scored on this team. Not really looking at any other guy. I mean, I don't think a lot of the other players, like Damian Williams, I don't think they were rostered. I don't think they're really highly rostered. Uh, Damian Williams, fifteen percent rostered on sleeper leagues. Two percent start. Two percent of the, of sleeper leagues started him. That's really weird. Uh, don't do that don't do that to yourself uh you don't want really pieces of this uh rushing game um from the bears unless it's david montgomery receiving side um we'll start with the browns odell beckham jr hello obj not a super great day but i mean hey one carry for 10 yards that's nice nine targets five catches 77 yards he didn't get into the end zone if he did he would have had over 20 fantasy points It's a good first game back, man. It's a good first first game back. I think you should be encouraged if you have Odell Beckham on your rosters. And uh, I'd probably start him next week, man. I would probably look to start him. They get Minnesota and that that, that just terrible defense. So without Jarvis Landry, he could start to be a usable fantasy piece. Allen Robinson, six targets, two catches, 27 yards. Darnell Mooney, four targets, one catch, nine yards. It's just a product of the Bears having a bad day and Justin Fields being in his first start. I think better days are to come for those two guys. There's no other receiving option I'd be willing to roster on this team, even the tight end Cole Komet, four targets, one catch for 11 yards. I'm just not into it, man. Jimmy Graham had one target, no catches. So if you have any of those Bears players besides Allen Robinson, Darnell Mooney, David Montgomery, or Justin Fields, I'd be dropping them all. Uh. On the Brown side, there's you know we were talking about the receiving options. Odell Beckham dominated that, but the other receiving options are not really useful. Uh, Austin Hooper not really involved, but he gets in the end zone here to save his day, to give him a respectable 9.9 fantasy stat line. Three targets, two catches, 19 yards and a touchdown. And Joku wasn't involved. Harrison Bryant had two targets, no catches, so really nothing here to see on in at the tight end position on both sides. So. Well, uh, if you have those guys, I wouldn't be willing to keep them. Austin Hooper is a streamer at best. All right, moving on to the next matchup here, a really good game, which was shocking. I mean, I guess we shouldn't be shocked anymore about the Detroit Lions being they're probably the best 0-3 team uh, in the league. <laughs> so I know that's probably a, a stretch, not only a stretch, but like it's not really saying a whole lot. But uh, Baltimore, nineteen seventeen, over Detroit. Baltimore needed a sixty-six yard field goal to beat this team. Yeah, uh, Lamar Jackson, two hundred eighty-seven yards and a touchdown with an interception. He had seven carries for fifty-eight yards. Didn't score on the ground, so he was okay. I mean, his his rushing baseline is going to keep him in this night. You know, this range. Uh, right now, he's a QB seven. Hold on, let me let me just double check this real quick before i start saying a bunch of stuff all right right now he is the qb 13 on the week qb 13 um if he didn't have the rushing production man he'd be a lot lower he would be a lot lower so um yeah lamar jackson I mean, we already know what lamar jackson is so i don't have to really spend a whole lot of time on it but jared goff on the other side 217 yards he's not fantasy usable fantasy viable uh it, I wouldn't even be streaming him at this point. I mean, they're playing well enough to to win games, man. Uh they've been in all three of these losses. They've they've had opportunities to win games, they just haven't been able to do it. So all right, uh the rushing side, uh Tyson Williams was my start of the week, and I feel really bad about that now. Five carries, twenty-two yards, that was it. He had one target, no catches. I thought Baltimore would do a lot better job running the ball in this game, and they just didn't. Uh Latavius Murray had seven carries for twenty-eight yards. Devonta Freeman three carries eight yards. I mean, what is going on in this offense? Like, I don't understand. I really don't understand. They threw the ball thirty-one times and ran it fifteen times. Sorry, twenty-two times they ran the ball. So they, they, they threw the ball a lot more in this in this game than than I thought they would. I thought they would run all day long. They should be leaning into the run. I don't. I don't understand. But Tyson Williams was a miss by me this week. I did not expect him to only get five carries and to not do a whole lot with those carries anyway. So kind of sucks, but we're moving on. Uh, Deandre Swift on the other side, uh, 14 carries, 47 yards and a touchdown. He caught all seven of his targets for 60 yards. Deandre Swift was awesome in this game. And, you know, the running backs combined for nine targets and they both caught all of their targets. So, uh, 85 yards on the ground to the running backs, uh, Jamal Williams, 12 carries, 42 yards and a touchdown, two targets, two receptions, 25 yards, pretty solid day for both of those guys. They're both flex options at, you know, at the minimum, De'Andre Swift is probably an every week start at this point. And uh, Jamal Williams is absolutely a guy you can throw in your flex. So uh, moving on to the receiving options, Sammy Watkins on the Baltimore side, seven targets, four catches, 68 yards. Devin Duvernay had a fluky touchdown, man. Uh, Fumbled by uh, Tyson Williams and it bounced right into DuVernay's hands, and he scored a touchdown. So, I mean, Tyson Williams could have had double-digit fantasy points if he had that touchdown, but stuff happens, man, which I don't understand why he didn't get targeted, get credited with a fumble. Did he get credited with a fumble? I don't see. I'll have to look at that, but he did not. Uh, he only played on 50% of snaps, too. All right, anyway, uh, Marquise Brown, seven targets, three catches, 53 yards. Not a big day, but, uh, I mean, when the Ravens only scored 19 points and uh, Justin Tucker has uh, a ton of field goals, holy crap. He had a lot of field goals in this game. 16 points for Justin Tucker, man. That 66-yard field goal definitely propped up his numbers, too, or helped him get in there. Uh, Mark Andrews, five catches. All right, let's go over to the Lions receiving side. Uh, Khalif Langman, 10 targets. Six catches for sixty-eight yards. He's the only player on this receiving in this receiving offense that did anything, man. I don't I just the receiver position here is just rough. Uh Quintess Severs was a guy I was talking about you could use, but one target, eight yards. I mean, this is just a really weird game. Uh yeah. This is a really weird game. Uh the tight end position, Hawkinson, two catches, two targets, ten yards. I mean, what are the Lions doing here, man? I mean, the running back's the only thing that you can really count on. I mean, Hawkinson, two targets? Like, I think Hawkinson was my start of the week this week, too. Like, I just didn't have a good week with start of the week. So, uh, definitely came back to earth a little bit. Hit on a lot last week. And definitely didn't hit on a whole lot this week. So, um, yeah, we'll just put a bow on that game, man. That was a crazy ending to that to that game. It was a uh, you know, good effort by the Lions, but couldn't get it done all right the arizona cardinals 31 jacksonville 19 kyler murray had a i don't know right day uh 316 yards in the interception he did have a rushing touchdown um but no passing touchdowns man uh he kind of struggled a little bit kind of struggled a little bit through the air uh yeah i mean I, I, he didn't really struggle 30 316 yards is pretty good so i'm gonna walk that back uh but didn't score a touchdown through the air. So, but I mean, he did get the rushing touchdown, so that helps keep his numbers up. Um, Trevor Lawrence continues to struggle. 219 yards and a touchdown, two picks. Uh, he had two fumbles in this game, man. So, four turnovers for Tr- Trevor Lawrence, man, is not looking good for the number one overall pick. You know we'll we'll see if he can turn around, but this Jags team is not good, man. All right, the rushing side of the ball. James Connor had 11 carries, 43 yards, and two touchdowns. Solid day, man. Uh, Chase Edmonds, 11 carries, 26 yards. He had eight targets, seven catches, 49 yards. I mean, Chase Edmonds is the pass catching back in this offense, and James Connor, if he didn't, you know, mainly had his production came a lot from touchdowns. So, yeah, not a whole lot else. You know, I think these guys are going to be pretty even most of the season. It, it kind of reminds me of the, the Detroit backfield, so uh, just less upside. Uh, James Robinson had 15 carries for 88 yards and a touchdown, caught all six of his res- targets for 46 yards. Had a solid day, man. This is what James Robinson looked like last year. And when his team is bad, he's, he's he played really good. Carlos Hyde only had eight carries for 44 yards, so I'm not really worried about Carlos Hyde. Receiving side, Christian Kirk. 8 targets, 7 catches, 104 yards. H.A. Green, 6 targets, 5 catches, 112 yards. DeAndre Hopkins, 6 targets. You can see he was kind of hurt, man. Uh, 21 yards, or at least dealing with an injury. Um, Had a pretty down day. Rondell Moore, a guy a lot of people were talking about uh, in their start-sick questions this week. 2 targets, 2 catches, 1 yard, 1 carry for 3 yards. Just... You probably can't start him every week, man. You probably can't start him every week. And this was a really easy matchup. So maybe we need to be looking more towards the tougher matchups to play him in. But I don't know, man. This looked like a smash spot for him. Uh, DJ Chark on the other side, six catches, three, sorry, six targets, three catches, 49 yards and a touchdown. Marvin Jones, eight targets, six catches, 62 yards. Chennault caught all four of his targets for 48 yards. And that's, uh, yeah, as far as the receiving side goes, I mean, it's really not exciting, especially if Trevor Lawrence is turning in four turnovers every week. I mean, he's not going to do that every week, but if he's turning the ball over consistently, you really can't trust anything on this Jaguars team. Uh, you know, even, uh, I mean, James Robinson, he's getting the, he got the volume in this game, and that's what he did last year. He had volume, so, you know, we'll see if that continues. Uh, tight end position, nah. Just nothing here. Uh, the Arizona Cardinals, I think Justin had them as a his defense star of the week, and they absolutely produced, man, 21 fantasy points, two picks. Just wanted to shout them out here. They did score a touchdown as well. Uh, got to love it here, man. Arizona Cardinals in a smash spot target teams that play against the Jags. So we'll talk more about that in tomorrow's show. All right, we've got the Los Angeles Chargers defeating the Kansas City Chiefs 30-24. to This was a really good game, man. Back and forth. Herbert, 281 yards, four touchdowns. That's great. 30 fantasy points for Justin Herbert. Uh, Yeah, there's no sophomore slump here, man. Uh, Patrick Mahomes on the other side, 260 yards, three touchdowns, two picks. Patrick Mahomes, man, and the Chiefs, one and two, struggling in that division. That's a tough loss to take, man, Losing losing to the Chargers. You know, the Chiefs would be fine. I'm not sitting I'm not going I'm not about to sit here and tell you that they're they're you should be worried about the Chiefs. This is not an overreaction thing. I'm not going to, you know, I'm not freaking out. But they don't look good, man. They don't look good. I mean, the truth is like their defense is is not great and if teams are shutting down Tyreek Hill, they don't have a running game to to fall back on. So yeah. I mean, it, They don't have a consistent enough running game to fall back on, okay? The running game in this one, though, 17 carries, 100 yards for Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. He did turn in a receiving touchdown. He also had a fumble. So, I mean, this game could have been better, man. He only had 16 fantasy points in full PPR leagues. So, yeah. Clyde, I'm just not really sure what to do with Clyde just yet. I need a a little bit more time to think about it. But uh, on the other side, uh, Austin Eckler had a great day. 11 carries, 55 yards, 6 targets, 6 catches, 52 yards and a touchdown. Austin Eckler looking good, man. 22.7 fantasy points in uh, PPR leagues. Played really well. Uh, No other running backs to speak of on both sides besides those two guys. So uh, I'd be confident with Eckler moving forward. Clyde, uh, I need to see another week of... You know, solid perf- performance before I'm really confident in rolling him out every single week. Receiving options uh, Mike Williams, man. Mike Williams had himself a friggin' day. Nine targets, seven catches, 122 yards, two touchdowns, and a two point conversion, 33.2 fantasy points. Absolutely smashed his projection this week, and I love it, man. Mike Williams, I'm here for it. I, uh, Mike Williams, he's on one of my fantasy teams, and he's balling, man. He is absolutely balling. He is. Yeah, 22 points week one, 22 points week two, 33 points week three. The dude is absolutely crushing it right now. And he's probably going to finish really high on the week. And, you know, let's look real quick. Uh, He's currently the wide receiver one, uh, even after Devontae Adams' massive day. The wide receiver one on the week, got to love it, man. Got to love the Mike Williams breakout, man. He's always had the talent, man. He just gotta stay healthy man gotta stay healthy all right Keenan Allen 12 targets eight catches 50 yards and a touchdown Keenan Allen's still that dude he is still that dude uh no number three receiver in this offense so Herbert man just keep feeding these two guys I absolutely love it keep feeding Austin Eckler as well um yeah good things happen when you feed those guys all right moving on to the Kansas City side uh Hardman one carry two yards uh four targets three catches 33 yards and a touchdown he did he had a solid day man he led this chiefs team in in uh in uh fantasy points at the wide receiver position so you know hey give him some credit man uh but i'm still not starting uh miko hardman can't do it Tyreek kill one carry for 11 yards seven targets five catches 56 yards did have a fumble didn't get into the end zone he's been shut down a lot lately and he's currently not a wide receiver one he had 37 points week one but outside of that, man, he's had six points and eight points the last two weeks. So I think teams are just trying to shut him down. If they can shut him down, they can kind of control this this Kansas City offense. Because outside of that, it's Travis Kelsey. So because you know they, uh, yeah, they don't have a number three three wide receiver, and really they only have a number two, not a number two. Hardman is not a guy that I'd be confident in saying that he's a number two in this offense. Travis Kelsey, 11 targets, 7 catches, 104 yards, didn't get into the end zone, uh, but had a solid fantasy day, man, and he's still the tight end number one, so got to give him his credit, man, got to give him his credit. Uh, Travis Kelsey uh, had a great day, and as of right now, he's sitting as the tight end three on the week behind Conklin and Mike Kosicki, which is not, <laughs> that's 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 weird, but uh consistently you know kelsey's going to be that guy and we already know that so i really don't have to hammer that point home too much uh nothing else uh from this game so we're going to kind of move on the chargers getting a huge win here moving on to the next one this is a game that i did not see coming The new orleans saints 28 new england patriots 13 a very lackluster performance by both quarterbacks here Jameis winston 128 yards and two touchdowns no picks which is surprising mac jones 270 yards and a touchdown. Did have three interceptions as well. So maybe a little bit of that uh Zach Wilson uh rubbed off rubbed off on him, or just this Patriots defense is just destroying Mac in practice. I don't I don't know what's going on. Uh Alvin Kamara had a had a pretty good day, man. 24 carries, 89 yards. He had four targets, three catches, twenty-nine yards, and a touchdown. So, Alvin Kamara, welcome back to Fantasy Relevance. I love to see it. On the New England side, Damian Harris, man, six carries, 14 yards. Like, what happened here, man? I thought Damian Harris was supposed to be – I mean, I'm not going to overreact. I'm going to pump the brakes. Hold on, Derek. Chill out. Damian Harris is going to be fine. Maybe just New Orleans' run defense is a little bit better than we thought. Uh, James White uh, got – Banged up a little bit. I'm still trying to wait and see if there's some more reports. So I'm not going to dive too much into James White's injury, but he did leave. He was a carted off, and I think it's a hip injury. So we'll look into that and talk about it more on the waiver show tomorrow. So you have all the information you need to see if you need to pick up some of these Patriot running backs. But uh, it didn't look good. So hopefully everything is all right with him. All right. Uh, the receiving side. We've got on the same side, Marquez Callaway, five targets, four catches, forty one yards and a touchdown. Outside of that, nobody that you can really rely on. Uh, Deontay Harris had three targets, three catches for thirty one yards. But again, you're not you're not banking on any of these pass catching options. And I think Marcus Marquez Callaway is is worth adding to your roster if you dropped him. If if he's available, I think he's worth adding because he's going to be usable in you know bye week situations. So, yeah, man, uh, you know it wasn't looking good early, but maybe he's starting to pick it back up a little bit. It's his first double digit point uh, game of the year, so hopefully this is a trend that continues. Kendrick Bourne on the Patriots side, eight target, eight eight targets, six catches, ninety six yards, and a touchdown. Jacoby Myers had fourteen targets, nine catches, ninety four yards. I mean, the rece- these two receivers had solid days, man. They had solid days when Mac Jones didn't. And if Mac Jones cleans up those interceptions, man, they could be usable in fantasy. So keep an eye on those two guys. Uh, Nelson Aguilar, eight targets, two catches, 17 yards. I mean, man, I'd probably be looking to drop Nelson Aguilar, man. He uh, he had that 18-point week in week one, but I don't know, man. I don't know how many good receiving options there's going to there. How many good receiving options there'll be in this offense? So all right, tight end position. I'm just, just get out. None of these tight ends in, 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 on either side are worth uh, rostering or even trying to stream. john Smith, I don't know how much I've talked about it on this podcast, but John Smith is a guy that I love, and it's just not happening. It's not happening. Like I'm just going to have to come to terms with it that it's probably never going to happen for john Smith. He signed that big deal, a big contract, and, you know, He's not even a top, he's not even a tight end two right now. That's just rough. That's just rough. Um Hunter Henry, six targets, five catches, thirty-six yards. I mean, I wouldn't uh I wouldn't be trying to do that. I wouldn't be trying to just start those guys. So right, we're gonna move on from this game. It's a pretty surprising game. I didn't think the uh New Orleans Saints would win this one, but they did. All right, let's move into the Atlanta Falcons and the New York Giants. The Falcons win 17-14. Again, both quarterbacks had a rough day. Daniel Jones was my start of the week at quarterback, 266 yards. And, you know, he was my start of the week the week before. But I did talk about Daniel Jones as a guy that could smash this week. And, yeah, didn't smash. All right, moving on. Uh, Mike Davis, 12 carries, 50 yards, didn't get in the end zone. Don't roster. Uh, I mean, outside of Mike Davis and Cordell Patterson, I mean, there's nothing here on the running back side. So uh, these all these guys are just are just, yeah um on the Giants side saquon barkley 16 carries 51 yards and a touchdown seven targets six catches for 43 yards had a solid day man had a really solid day it's good to see saquon barkley back in the fold man he played 86 percent of snaps this week so gotta love to see it uh on the receiving side for the falcons Cordell patterson seven targets six catches for 82 yards calvin Ridley, 11 targets eight eight receptions for 61 yards didn't get in the end zone but had a solid ppr day um uh, Kenny Galladay on the Giants side, five targets, four catches, 64 yards. Kind of uh, banged up during the week, so didn't really expect a whole lot from him anyway. And then Colin Johnson here, uh, seven targets, five catches, 51 yards. I'm not playing Colin Johnson. This is kind of a a rough one, man. If you scroll down, I mean, Shepard got hurt, Slayton got hurt, uh, Colin Johnson more out of necessity, so... I'm really not uh, looking those guys way moving forward. We'll talk about the Shepard and slight injuries uh, on tomorrow's show as well. So look for, look out for that. Um, Kyle Pitts here at tight end position, three targets, two catches for 35 yards. I mean, I said last week that he's the, the number two option in this offense, and it's not close. Well, it's, it's kind of close now. Uh, yeah, I, I would be tempering expectations on Kyle Pitts moving forward. All right, the Cincinnati Bengals 24, Pittsburgh 10. Uh, this is a game that I picked. I picked Cincinnati straight up to beat the Pittsburgh Steelers, and I'm pretty happy I did, man. Uh, Joe Burrow had a had had an okay day, 172 yards and three touchdowns. He did have another interception in this game, but, uh, yeah. Uh, Ben Roethlisberger just, he looks done, man. 58 attempts in this game. 58 attempts, 318 yards and a touchdown, two picks. He just, he doesn't look good, man. He doesn't look good. He doesn't look good. His office doesn't look good. All right, on the rushing side, Joe Mixon, 18 carries, 90 yards, didn't get into the end zone, and Najee Harris, 14 carries, 40 yards. He did have 19 targets in this game, Najee Harris, 102 yards. Najee Harris, this, this is a game, this is the kind of production we can see from Najee Harris. I love Najee Harris, man, moving forward, and if he's going to get this kind of, this is, this reminds me of what Saquon got in his rookie year, so if you can get Najee, you probably can't get Najee Harris. What am I saying? What am I saying? It's hopeless. If you're trying to get Najee Harris off of somebody, if somebody's actually willing to trade Najee Harris off of this performance, I'd be selling the farm for Najee Harris. So, all right, moving to the receiving side, Jamar Chase was a guy that I definitely threw into my lineups late uh, Sunday afternoon, uh, Sunday morning, uh, to try to get him in there. Uh, I knew I f- with the news that uh, T. Higgins wasn't going to play, Jamar Chase was an absolute smash. Five targets, four catches, 65 yards, and two touchdowns. This guy is hes really good, man. He's really, really good. Probably going to be the number one wide receiver, uh, r- number one rookie wide receiver uh, for the season. But he's, uh, he's playing really well, man. Uh, Tyler Boyd, six, ca- six targets, four catches, 36 yards, and a touchdown. Um, solid performance with Higgins being out. Tyler Boyd definitely stepped up. Chase Claypool, 15 targets, nine catches, 96 yards. Juju Smith-Schuster only had three targets, man. In a game where Ben Roethlisberger threw the ball fifty-eight times, Juju had three targets. Yeah, Juju, I'd just be look. I'm just not. I can't confidently tell anybody to start him. So, if you can't start him against Cincinnati, who are you going to start him against? If anybody's willing to buy Juju in your in your league, maybe find a. I mean, you probably can't sell him to or. You can't can't trade him to a Pittsburgh fan, so if you can get anything for him, I'd probably be trying to move on from him, man. You can't really drop him because he's still a name that you can get some value for, but you're not going to be able to get a whole lot from that. Uh, Pat Fryermuth five uh, targets, three catches, 22 yards, and a touchdown. Outside of that, there's nothing at the tight end position in this game. Pittsburgh just looked bad overall, man. It was bad overall. All right, moving into the Tennessee Titans, 25, Indianapolis Colts, 16 uh ryan tanhill here 197 yards and three touchdowns did have two picks but he added 56 yards on the ground solid day for ryan tanhill this is the kind of uh, performance that he we're used to seeing from him and uh he had a good game Man, carson Wentz on the other side not so much 194 yards through the air and that's it that's it uh they just didn't look good man they didn't look good uh derrick henry uh 28 carries 113 yards Three targets, three catches for 31 yards. Didn't get into the end zone, but he, he had a solid day, man. Anytime you get 19 points from your running back, that's pretty solid. Derrick Henry is definitely capable of produ- producing more, but uh the, the rushing, the, the the touchdown did go to McNichols here. uh He did have a receiving touchdown, so Derrick Henry, love him, such a great player, such a great player. And this is a solid, this is a good defense too. It's it's surprising to see Derrick Henry have such a good day. Niam um, Hines here. Uh, just quick note, Naeem Hines has more fantasy points than Jonathan Taylor. Jonathan Taylor, 10 carries, 64 yards, didn't get into the end zone. Jonathan Taylor is just, he's struggling, man, and it's it was predictable, I will say. It was predictable, man. Uh, Naeem Hines is more involved than people want him to be, and he scored 18 fantasy points this week. Jonathan Taylor only had eight, so, yeah, pretty tough. Uh, Michael Pittman, uh, 12 targets, six catches for 68 yards. Uh, yeah, didn't get into the end zone here, so... He's going to be good, man. If Carson Wentz can get healthier, uh, you know, he, he was playing with two sprained ankles. So what can you really expect from this offense, you know? Uh, on the other side, the Tennessee side, I mean, there's not a receiver that, I mean, A.J. Brown went down in this game. Julio Jones, four targets, three catches, 47 yards. The touchdowns went to Chester Rogers and Nick Westbrook-Akinney. Oh, I got I to gotta practice on my uh, pronunciation on that one. I got to figure that one out. But he got a touchdown, and Chester Rogers got the other touchdown through the air. So, disappointing day um, for fantasy from the ten- Tennessee side, except for Derrick Henry and Tannehill. Uh, the receiving options are just not it. But, you know, that's what happens when A.J. Brown goes down with an injury. Tight end position, we're not even going to talk about it here because there's nothing to talk about. There's no tight end on either team that you're looking to play. So,. Uh, Let's just move on from that one. All right, this is going to be a quick one. Denver, 26. The Jets, 0. Teddy Bridgewater, eh, man, start of the week, 235 yards, no touchdowns. Had a pretty pedestrian day, man. Uh, This was all about the running game, though. Melvin Gordon, 18 carries, 61 yards and a touchdown. uh, Javonta Williams, 12 carries, 29 yards and a touchdown. Four targets, three catches, 33 yards. Both backs, solid uh on the jet side nine carries 24 yards for michael carter ty johnson three carries 17 yards had five targets only caught one of them for six yards so uh jets players man it's going to be tough for me to con- uh suggest that you continue to put yourself through this pain and rostering them Corey davis is really the only one you can uh roster at this point but he had 10 targets five catches 41 yards nothing to write home about elijah moore six targets three three catches for 22 yards I talked about Elijah Moore on the Sunday Siege episode, or the Saturday Siege episode. Disregard what I said about Elijah Moore. I mean, this offense is just not good. It's not good, man. So I'm not willing to roster anybody on this side. I mean, I guess Michael Carter is the only one because he's a starting running back, and running backs are thin. So outside of that, I'd just be looking to move on if I can. And even Corey Davis, if you can find, if he has a boom week, I mean. They get the Tennessee Titans this week and the Atlanta Falcons after that. If you can sell him off that Atlanta Falcon matchup, I'd be looking to do that. Absolutely. They still have to play the Patriots again. So, yeah, not excited about that. All right, Broncos side, Tim Patrick, five targets, five catches, 98 yards. He's the only – yeah, he's a solid producer, man. Cortland Sutton, five catches, five – targets 37 yards didn't get into the end zone but he had a down week compared to the week before and kj Hamler is irrelevant in this offense three three targets one catch 28 yards he's a touchdown uh, dependent player so all right tight end position uh Noah Fant, three targets two catches 15 yards just didn't get the volume that you wanted man uh and i'll just throw this out there the denver defense had double digit fantasy points against the jets so i'd be looking to target the jets in uh, future matchups, man. All right, next matchup, we got the Vegas Raiders taking on or beating the Miami Dolphins 31-28 in overtime. This was a game that I was watching uh, very closely, and it was a great game, man. Great game towards the end. Uh, the Raiders should have easily won this game, but they gave up two touchdowns early in the game that were just crap. So, uh, yeah, the Raiders worked way too hard in this game to get this win, but the Raiders were 3-0, man. Uh, Derek Carr, 386 yards, two touchdowns. And the interception didn't offer anything on the ground, but had a solid streaming day, man. 22 fantasy points. Uh, Jacoby Brissett threw the ball 49 times, 215 yards, no touchdowns, but he had that tu- that rushing touchdown at the end of the game to help send that game into overtime. So he had a respectable day. I did have to start him in a fa- in a uh, super flex dynasty league, and yeah, I'm not winning that matchup. Uh, Peyton Barber here on the Vegas side, 23 carries, 111 yards, and a touchdown. Five targets three catches for 31 yards he had a great day man a great day if he if uh josh jacobs isn't back for next week i'd probably be starting peyton barber man um, they do get the chargers and uh clyde just went over 100 yards on them so peyton barber is definitely a guy that could be used next week so i'd be looking to pick him up as well uh drake had eight carries 24 yards six targets three catches for 33 yards not super involved um and then alec Ingold, man guess that touchdown he why i don't understand why he's involved in this offense but hey man john gruden loves his fullbacks miles gaskin 13 carries 65 yards six targets three catches for nine yards eh had an okay day but this uh yeah malcolm brown seven carries 31 yards and a touchdown he looked solid on that touchdown run or that long he had a a breakaway run in this game and uh yeah Not really sure what to do about this Dolphins team, man. Because we're going to get to the receivers here right now. Jalen Waddell, 13 targets, 12 catches for 58 yards. He caught the ball 12 times for 58 yards. That's, that's, That's just a crazy stat line, man. He should have had way more yards than that. So it just shows the kind of offense they are right now. They're not a team that's stretching the field by any stretch. That was weird, but... Hey, whatever. Uh, Devontae Parker, seven targets, four catches, 42 yards. Will Fuller in his first game with the Dolphins, six catches, three, sorry, six targets, three catches, 20 yards, and a two-point conversion. He did have a touchdown in his hands, but it looked like interference to me, uh, but it was not called. Uh, but he was in the end zone. Ball was went right through his hands, and it looked like the DB hit his hand a little early, but uh, he could have had a better day fantasy-wise. He looks solid, man. Uh, Hunter Renfro. Six targets, five catches, 77 yards, and a touchdown. Henry Ruggs, seven targets, four catches, 78 yards. Brian Edwards, five targets, three catches, 89 yards. I mean, these guys, they all produce, man. And if the – I mean, they did run the ball a lot too. So uh, the Vegas Raiders are a surprising team, man, that were are getting some good fantasy value out of. Mike Kosicki, he was, I think he was my sit of the week at tight end, 12 targets, 10 catches, 86 yards. That's just – of course, that would happen, man. Uh, as soon as I started uh, talking bad about Kasicki, I mean, he has a good game against a good defense. Darren Waller, seven targets, five catches, 54 yards, did not get into the end zone, but I had a respectable day, man. The, he's gonna be, he's still a PPR a guy that could be used in... He's still going to produce. Even in down days, he's still going to have uh, solid production for you. Um, yeah, still going to have solid production for you. All right, moving on. We have the... Minnesota Vikings, 30, Seattle, 17. Uh, Kirk Cousins, 323 yards and three touchdowns. Russell Wilson, 298 yards and a touchdown. Uh, This game wasn't close, man. It wasn't close. Madison, I don't really want to talk about Madison, man. I spent a lot of time Sunday morning telling people that Madison doesn't do anything when Dalvin Cook's hurt. He doesn't play well when he gets the opportunity, and then he totals over 170 yards on the ground or through the air and on the ground. He had eight targets, 26 carries. They absolutely leaned on him. To Madison. And I mean, my words this morning, I mean, my words, I'm drinking my coffee and I mean, my words, Madison had a great, great game. All right. Chris Carson, 12 carries 80 yards and a touchdown outside of that. Those are the only two, uh, you know, usable fantasy pieces for uh, the running back position between both teams. So we'll move on. Uh, the Seahawks side the Seahawks side, uh, DK Metcalf 9 catches six sorry nine targets six catches 107 yards and a touchdown Tyler Lockett four receptions 31 yards uh Freddie Swain did went back to being Freddie Swain or being you know not using this offense so uh, you know I did have a start sick question with Freddie Swain on Sunday morning and yeah, you can't ever confidently start a guy that's not getting the targets. I mean, he only got two targets in this game. So, all right. Uh, Viking side, Justin Jefferson, 11 targets, 9 receptions, 118 yards and a touchdown. Solid day, man. Adam Thielen, right behind him, 9 targets, 6 catches, 50 yards and a touchdown. KJ Osborne, 2 targets, 2 catches, 26 yards. Don't start KJ Osborne, man. Just don't do it. Don't do it. Uh, Tyler Conklin here, 8 catches, 8 targets, 7 receptions, 70 yards and a touchdown. He had a great game, man. He had a he had a really good game man. Conko uh, and played 72 percent of snaps. He's the lowest snap percent he has is week one was 71 percent. So he might be a guy that we're starting to talk about here. So you know maybe think about I'll think about this a little bit more uh, maybe we'll go back and look at some more stats and stuff and see if uh, if he's a guy that can be usable moving forward. But so far it's looking good. Gerald Everett five targets, five catches, 54 yards. Will Disley had a 39 yard reception. Uh, but uh, yeah, man, I'm not rostering tight ends from uh, the Seattle Seahawks, man. Gerald Everett's a guy you could probably drop, so uh, yeah, big win for the Vikings, man, big win. All right, uh, the this is a little bittersweet for me here, man. I'm going to try to get through this one, but uh, the Rams beating the Tampa Bay Buccaneers 34-24. to This game was not as close as... The score indicates it's only a ten-point win for the Rams, but the Rams were in control of this game from the jump, from the coin toss, from from the minute Tampa landed in LA. They were just in in control of this game. Matthew Stafford had himself a day: three hundred forty-three yards and four touchdowns. This offense was this offense is lighting it up, man. And they ran the ball a lot more than I thought they did that they that they would. So um, hats off to them. They had a great game. Tom Brady four hundred thirty-two yards and one touchdown. And he did have a touchdown on the ground, uh, 14 yards. So, yeah, he led Tampa Bay in rushing. (laughs) I'll say that again. Tom Brady led the Bucs in rushing with 14 yards. So, yeah, not looking so good for the Bucs rushing. Uh, Giovanni Bernard, 10 targets, 9 receptions, 51 yards, and a touchdown. Had a really good day, man. Um... And he's only rostered in 18% of fantasy, uh, Sleeper leagues, so maybe he's a guy that we start to look at a little bit more. Uh, maybe I will because I have James White in one of my leagues, and if he's going to be hurt, he's definitely a guy that could fill in that same type of role. Leonard Fournette, four carries, eight yards, three targets, three catches, 26 yards. And Ronald Jones, Mr. Relevant, five carries, for 11 yards. You can probably drop Ronald Jones. But with the state of the running back position, you probably can't. I mean, you, you're, you can't play him um, now unless there's an injury. So... He's probably just going to be taking up a spot on your bench, man. And if you need a bench spot and you have a shallower bench, I you, you could probably drop him. Uh, Sony Michelle, twenty carries, sixty-seven yards, four targets, three catches, twelve yards. Jake Funk, one carry for six yards. Uh, they ran the ball twenty-one times. Uh, sorry, twenty-three times with Stafford's two carries. Uh, Sorry, twenty four times. I forgot. Robert Woods had a carry in this game too. So, Um, but yeah, Daryl Henderson missing this game. Sonny Michelle steps in admirably against a tough run defense and played pretty well. Man, Uh, eleven fantasy points in PPR league. So, I'll take that from a spot start from Sony Michelle. All right, receiving side. uh, Chris Godwin had seven targets, six catches for seventy four yards. Did have a rushing touchdown in this game as well. So, had a solid day. Mike Evans. Getting the Jalen Ramsey. Well, Jalen Ramsey didn't really shadow uh, Mike Evans the whole game. So uh, both receivers were usable in this one. Ten, rece- ten targets, eight catches, 106 yards. Uh, this is a frustrating day for the Bucks offense as a whole. Uh, but the pieces were still there. The pieces were still uh, usable, still had solid days. So um, better days are ahead for, the, for this team. So uh, Cooper Cup, 12 targets, nine receptions, 96 yards, and two touchdowns. Cooper Cup is a beast, man. He's an absolute beast. Continue to roll him out with absolute confidence. Deshaun Jackson here, five targets, three catches, 120 yards, and a touchdown. He did have that long, I think it was like 75 yard touchdown. So I mean, it's it's kind of it's it's very it's not consistent by any stretch. So I would not be picking up Deshaun Jackson. Like, don't overreact to this. Don't chase the points. Uh, Van Jefferson six targets, four catches for 42 yards. Robert Woods my start of the week at the wide receiver position. Six targets, three catches, 33 yards. He had a carry for five yards. I mean, that's just a whiff by me. Uh, Rob Gronkowski, seven targets, four catches, 55 yards. Had, a, had an okay day. He did get banged up a little bit, but, uh, yeah. I mean, that streak of three straight, two-plus touchdown games, you knew it had to come to a, a, a crashing halt, and it did. So, yeah, I just hope he's healthy, man. hope he's healthy moving forward. Tyler Higbee, five catches on five targets, 40 yards and a touchdown. The artist world's not there, but getting in the end zone was big, man. Um, I'm, I'm still hanging on to the Higby's a good football player uh, thing. So uh, just that week two performance, man, that's going to turn a lot of people off. But he had a solid day uh, yesterday. So, um, yeah, Van Jefferson might be a guy we can start to think about picking up, man. Uh, this team is going to throw a lot, and they're going to run a lot of plays, and Matt Stafford has been money absolute money. All right, we're going to talk about the last game, uh the Sunday night football game. The Green Bay Packers getting a 30 to 20 win over the San Francisco 49ers. You can't leave Aaron Rodgers anytime on the clock, man. 37 seconds left on that clock in the fourth quarter and all I needed was a field goal. Aaron Rodgers is money. 261, two touchdowns for Aaron Rodgers. Had a solid day. Uh, they struggled a little bit early in the game, but he definitely found a way to come back and win. Jimmy Garoppolo played a really good game. Uh, his fantasy points don't show for, but 257 yards, two touchdowns. He did have the interception uh and a fumble, actually. You know, I didn't I didn't see that. But uh he made some good throws. He made some really good throws. And Trey Lance got in there for one carry, one yard, and a touchdown. Uh yeah, I'm still holding on to Trey Lance, man. I think it's coming soon. Jimmy Garoppolo was okay, but he wasn't uh, you know, world beating. So Trey Lance, if they start to lose some more games, I think it's gonna be it's gonna pick up some steam. So, you know, we'll see. Aaron Jones, 19 carries, 82 yards, and a touchdown. Definitely cooled off from last week's four touchdown game, but still a solid fantasy day for him. AJ Dillon, six carries, eighteen yards. He did have two, two targets, two receptions for eight yards. So AJ Dillon's just a premier backup, premier handcuff. So uh the running back side, Kyle Uzchek, man. Five carries, fourteen yards, had four targets, thirty-seven yards and a touchdown. Hey, I don't I don't know really what to uh what to think about that one, man. Uh they just used him out of necessity because Trey Sermon, ten carries, thirty-one yards, and a touchdown, three targets, two catches for three yards. It's an okay day for the rookie, but uh definitely want to see a little bit more from Trey Sermon, man. Kyle Uzchek should not be leading this team in running back scoring. But uh here we are. Uh Packers receiving side, Devontae Adams is still amazing. 18 targets, 12 receptions, 132 yards and a touchdown. Did get that scary hit, but uh, shook it off, man. Shook it off, missed one play, was right back in there. Uh, Mark Wes Valdez-Scantling had four targets, three catches, 59 yards and a touchdown. This guy is probably, I mean, he's playing pretty well, man. He is playing pretty well. I you know he had that goose egg last week, uh, but he's. I'm looking. I'm hoping that he can get more consistent as the season goes on. Alan Azar, one catch for 42 yards, nothing after that. Uh, moving over to the 49ers side, Brandon Ayuk. Finally, finally we found Brandon Ayuk, or Garoppolo found him, or Shanahan found him and threw him on the field. Uh, six targets, four catches, 37 yards, and a touchdown. He's actually looked solid. And, uh, yeah, he actually looked good. He led the Niners in in fantasy points at the wide receiver position, so that's that's awesome to see. Debo Samuel, ten targets, five catches for 52 yards. He did have two carries, but nothing really to show for that. But Debo Samuel, he Debo Samuel made some tough catches last night, man. Some tough catches. So uh, he's still uh, an elite option in the receiver position. Uh, tight ends, uh, George Kittle. Had a carry for nine yards, nine targets, seven receptions, 92 yards. Played really well, man. This is the George Kittle that we know and love, so fire him up with absolute confidence, man. Robert Tunyon, one target, one catch for six yards. He's just not – if he doesn't score a touchdown, then he's absolutely not usable, absolutely not usable. He does not get enough targets to be usable, so you could probably drop him if you have a better option at tight end. All right, that's going to wrap it up for me. Uh tomorrow morning's waiver show, we'll have the fantasy triage, we'll have off the hook. Me and Justin will talk about where we went right, where we went wrong for this week. And we went wrong a lot of places. So we'll definitely talk about that, talk about our process a little bit, and try to get you guys back on track for week four, man. Uh yeah. Great, great week of games. Uh hopefully your fantasy matchups went great. Uh Monday night football tonight. Looking into uh, Cowboys-Eagles. Get some fancy wins, man. Let us know what your Monday miracles are. Love y'all. Have a great day. We'll see you tomorrow.